was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to him and said, I'm the God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Everybody say blameless. blameless. He said, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants. Some of you need to underline everlasting covenant because that's a word for you. He says, I'll make my covenant with you an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and to your descendants after you. I will be their God. Then God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, for the generations to come. Now let's fast forward. Hundreds of years, probably about four, a little over 400 years, as Moses, as he goes, as Moses is at the end of his life. Now, Moses was used by God to deliver his people from Egyptian bondage. Moses is the one who led them through the Red Sea on dry ground. It was through Moses that God provided water from the rock. God used Moses and he provided manna from heaven. And now they're getting ready to enter into the promised land and take possession of it. At the end of his life, he's calling the people. He understood the value of this. He understood the value of renewing their covenant with the Lord. Moses, he knows that I'm not going to be able to lead these people into the promised land. The leadership is going to be shifting from Moses over to Joshua. And Moses' days on this earth are going to kind of come to an end. And and Moses, he already heard from God what was going to happen. Moses is going to be able to look in and see the land. But he's not going to be the one who leads the people into the promised land. With this as a backdrop, I want you to listen to the words of Moses found in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And he says this to him, verses 1 and 2. He says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands I give you today, the Lord will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings, everybody say blessings. All these blessings will come on you And accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. The first thing I want to point out to you this morning 
when we're talking about God's covenant of blessing, the first thing is that the blessings of the Lord are conditional. Everybody say conditional. The blessings of the Lord, the promises of God are conditional. This is a very important two-letter word that accompanies the promise. That two-letter word is if. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all. Everybody say all. All All of his commands I give you today. What does he say? If you do that, if you fully obey the Lord and carefully follow all of his commands. This is the promise. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All of these blessings that he's going to talk about, that are going to follow, are going to come upon you. And they will accompany you, he says. They'll not only overtake you, but they'll go along with you. And then there's that next word. If, if you obey the Lord, your God. Skip down to verse 9. I want to show you another if. Verse 9, it says, the Lord will establish you. As his holy people, as he promised you on oath. And notice in the next word, it's two letters, but it's really big. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. So if you keep his commands and if you walk in obedience, he will establish you. When you're established, you're not shaken. When you're established, you're solid. When you're established, you're not up and down. That was his promise to the people, but it was based upon a condition. If, if you keep his commands and if you walk in obedience. The blessings of the Lord are conditional. He is not obligated to bless you if you fail to keep your part of the covenant. What is your part? Your part is to keep his commands and to fully obey him. Your part involves a daily obedience to the Lord. Okay? This is not just a one-time thing. A lot of times people, they want the blessing of the Lord, and they say that this doesn't work. They say that they follow the Lord. We're going to take a bunny trail just for a second. There's a lot of people, they're saying, this doesn't work. Hey, pastor, I follow the Lord, and look at all this. But if we're honest, if, and if we can tell you the truth, What happens is people follow the Lord and then God says, I don't want you to go down this trail. We're like, well, I don't really care. And I start going down that trail. When I go down that trail, it causes a lot of pain and a lot of heartache and a lot of hassles. There's things that some people have to live with for a lifetime because they walk down that trail when God said, I told you, I told you don't go down there. Listen to me. Don't go down there. I don't want you going down there. Please don't go down there. Don't go down there. It's dangerous. That's not what I have for you. And people disobey God, they rebel against him, they go do what they want, and then after they have to live with the consequences of their sin and their rebellion, they say that God's not a good God. They say that God is not faithful. They say that God doesn't care about them. No, he told you the first time, and if you had fully obeyed and listened to him, you wouldn't be dealing with or putting up with a lot of the stupidness that you put up with. Am I talking to somebody? 
That's why he says, I'm going to bless you if you fully obey me. The degree of God's blessing upon our life in many ways is impacted by the degree of obedience and surrender to his will. When you fully obey him, when you fully trust him, when you walk in in complete surrender to him, he can bring you into the promises and the blessings that he has on you. But friend, when you choose to disobey and do your own thing, and the sad thing is that sometimes it can be one or two small, they're not small choices. They seem like small choices at the moment, but they create a lifetime of heartaches and headaches and pain, and things that people are dealing with literally for a lifetime because they chose to do their own thing. I think we could stop right there. Many people respond to Christ, but then they go and they take sabbaticals from him. Like they're following him and they're listening to him and they're like, hey, Lord, it's the weekend. Everybody gets a cheat day, right? Lord, it's the holidays, it's summer. Everybody gets a vacation from obedience, right? You cannot expect to receive the blessings of the covenant without fulfilling the requirements of the covenant. You can't expect it. This idea that we all get a cheat day, this idea that everybody deserves a weekend, then you deal with the consequences of the weekend. Then you deal with the consequences of the cheat day. The second thing. So first of all, we say that the blessings of the Lord are conditional. If, if you've not fulfilled your part, you cannot expect God to fulfill his. Well, he will fulfill his because he tells you what will happen when you disobey. And we're not going to talk about that today, but maybe later on you could go home and read about that. The second part of the covenant, the blessings of the Lord are preemptive. You ever hear of a preemptive strike? Verse 2 says, All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. Other versions say the blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Friend, you won't have to pursue the blessings. The blessings will overtake you. You won't need to look for the blessings. Because the blessings will be looking for you. Our goal is not things. Our goal is to please the Lord in every way. But when Israel determined to honor the Lord and please him, he said, because you do that, I will bless you. The word says, so we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. I recently saw a minister who preached a message on taking a vow of prosperity. Now, I know some people think that sounds sacrilegious, but I was thinking about it when I heard that, and something in my heart, I was like, wow, I I wanted to listen to it. So what does he mean by this? It seems very spiritual when certain orders... We've all heard of the vow of poverty. Well, let me tell you how to take a vow of poverty. Disobey God. Disobey him. Because he says, you'll be cursed in the city, you'll be cursed in the country. I was listening to him say this, and it seems very spiritual when certain orders of the Catholic Church take a vow of poverty. I read up on it. 
And then they explain that, well, they drive nice cars and they live in nice homes and they have beach houses, but it's owned by the church. It's owned by the order. Listen, God made a promise to Israel. If Israel forsook the Lord, the result of forsaking the Lord is not prosperity. The result of forsaking the Lord and denying the Lord is poverty. This is what he said. They would experience poverty. They would experience lack. They would experience bondage. They would experience death and sickness. However, if Israel obeyed the Lord, then what the word of God clearly says, I want you to get this. What the word of God says, God's promise to Israel, if you fully obey me, I will bless every aspect of your life. There won't be an aspect of your life that my hand will not be upon. There'll not be an aspect of my life that my goodness will not be upon. You won't have to pursue it. All you have to do is pursue the Lord and every good and perfect gift that you have need of, He will take care of you. He will provide for you. That was His promise to Israel. The Bible said that if they obeyed the Lord, every aspect of their life will be blessed. There were two types of business. There was trade and then there was agriculture. Both the merchant in the city and the farmer in the country would be blessed. Israel could expect fertility in both the man and in the animals. There would always be food in their homes for daily meals since their kneading trough would be blessed. Israel would never need to experience a famine in all their daily activities, whether they came in or whether they went out, whether they came or they left. Israel would enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Friend, that is the promise of God. That's what his word clearly says. I'm going to read it to you. His word clearly says that if you fully devote yourself to me and follow me with all of your heart and are careful to obey what I tell you, you'll be blessed when you come in and when you go out. The blessing of the Lord would come upon Israel as they obeyed and kept the Lord's commands. Here's our third point. Our third point is that the blessings of the Lord are extensive. Everybody say extensive. When I say that, I mean that the blessings of the Lord impact every area of your life. Not just one area. Listen to the inspired word of God. Now, I know that there are some people who will want to discount the idea of God blessing you as you walk in obedience to him. But if you do that, you have to start cutting out certain parts of his word. This is God's word for you and for me today. We cannot discount God's word. I would not think for a moment, I would not think for a moment that I can read the latter parts of this chapter where it talks about the curses that come upon those who are disobedient and think they do not apply to me. I would encourage you, there's a whole lot more curses in here that you could, it's a longer section on the curses, okay? I would be afraid. I would be afraid to teach it, and I would be afraid to cut out those things where it says that when you disobey me, these curses that are come upon you, I would be afraid to discount those things. You can't discount those curses that come when you disobey God, when you rebel against God. 
You can't think that you can rebel against God and not experience the consequences. I would literally be shaking in my boots if I thought I could cut that out and tell you just to live however you want and God is still going to bless you. No, His Word is true. His Word is true. By the same token, nor should I think that the blessings of the Lord do not apply to me. You should not think that you can discount the blessing of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord, the faithfulness of the Lord. Listen to what God's word says to you and I today. Deuteronomy verse 3. He says, what was the big word that... If, thank you. The big word was if. If you fully obey. If you follow me. If you listen to me. If you take heed to my word. It's a big word. That two-letter word is a big word. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands. And it goes down. If you obey the Lord your God, if, if you do that, this was God's promise. He says, you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Doesn't matter where you're at. Some people think they got to be in a certain position for God to bless them. Well, the only way that you can be blessed is if you live in a particular city or a particular town. Or you can only be blessed if, if, if you're in the city, inner city, you can't be blessed. If you live out in the country, in the hicks, you can't be blessed. That's not what God's word says. He says, if you live in the city, I'll bless you. If you go into the country, I'll bless you. Wherever you go, I'm going to bless you. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, your family the crops of your land, your produce, and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herd and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Then he goes on to say, The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing. He's not just blessing your field. He's not just blessing your produce. He's not just blessing what you don't have yet, what's being produced. Do you hear that? He makes a promise. What's being produced, your future, I'm going to bless that. They didn't have the crops from their field yet. They didn't have the young of their livestock. They didn't quite experience that when they're young, you have to feed them. You're not really getting anything back from them. But their future is going to be blessed. And he says, then the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. Do you hear that? What you got stored up, I'm going to bless it. When it says everything, what do you think it means? He says Everything you put your hand to, everything you touch, everything you engage in, God promised Israel that he was going to bless him. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. And here's the next one. He will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath. And I would encourage you, if you underline things in your Bible, underline that established. You're not going to be shaken. You're not going to be unsteady. When you're established, you're solid. You're unmovable. You're unshakable. He's going to establish you 
as his holy people. There again, that verse, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. There are two focal points. I mentioned it earlier. Commerce and trade. Commerce or trade and agriculture. It didn't matter what type of work they did. God was going to bless it. And he said, when your enemies, I like that too. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise against you will be defeated before you. And they will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. It's not going to be an orderly retreat. He's saying that your enemies will be scattered before you. Whatever enemy rises up against you, whatever opposition that opposes you, God said, not only will you defeat them, it's not going to be an orderly retreat. Okay, we're backing up. They're scattering from you. Means a a scattering and defeat. Israel has promised economic prosperity and abundance. They're also promised something much greater than economic prosperity and abundance. Verse 10. Then all people on the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. All people will see that you're called by his name. When you're called by the name of the Lord, it indicates ownership. Everybody's going to see who you belong to. Everybody is going to see who owns rulership and lordship over your life. Everybody's going to see that Jehovah is your God and they will fear you. That indicates respect, honor. There's going to be challenges that Israel would not face if they obey the Lord their God because their reputation will precede them as ones who God fights for. You don't want to mess with Israel because God fights before them, because God goes before them. Can we take the Bible and just throw out parts of it? Well, this is what the Bible says. Anointed, God-breathed. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity and the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, and the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. They're not just going to have enough. When you say something's abundant, abundant, they're not just going to have prosperity. They're going to have abundant prosperity in every part of their life. Their family is going to have more than enough. Not just enough. Sometimes we're thinking it's good if we just have enough, if, if we can just survive, if we can make it by. But God says to them, the word says that the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb in your families, in your children, in the young of your livestock, and in the crop of your ground. Not only is their family going to be blessed, their crops are going to be blessed, their livestock are going to be blessed. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless the work of your hands. Have you ever been in a position where you... The harder you work, the worse things get. You work hard, and it's like there's just all kinds of opposition against your work. Well, he says that the Lord will bless. He's going to send rain in due season. When your crops need it, he's going to provide. That was a huge thing for an agricultural community. It was a huge thing. If they did not have rain, people starved to death. 
If they didn't have rain, people died. Animals died. It's not like, well, let's just go and dig our well a thousand feet and we'll draw water out. If they didn't have rain and water the crops, it says he'll send rain on your land in season and to bless all the works of your hands. Here's the promise to Israel. You will lend to many nations. They weren't just going to lend to their cousins. Some of us feel good if we can lend to our brother-in-law or our sister or our neighbor, our kids. We got enough money that I can lend to my kids or the guy in your dorm. You know, like you feel, I got 10 bucks and he don't have any. So if I give him five, you think you're blessed. He says, you'll lend to many nations, to nations. Not just lending to your neighbor, not just lending to kids, not just lending to your friends. He says, you'll lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. You don't have to strive for position. You don't have to strive to be the top. Do you hear that? You don't have to climb to get up and step on somebody else to get to where God wants you to be. This is what he says. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to lie. You don't have to do anything deceptive. You hear me? You don't have to stab somebody in the back to get where God wants you to be. He says, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And then here's this next thing. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, if you do that, You will always be at the top and never at the bottom. And so what does he say to him? Verse 14. So because of that, do not turn aside from any of the commands I give to you today to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Don't do it. Don't turn away. Don't disobey. Don't rebel. Don't be hard-hearted but fully obey. You have a choice. I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. That's what the word says. I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And what do you tell them to do? Choose life. How does it come? It comes from listening, from fully obeying, from devoting yourself fully and completely to the Lord. One of the things that I sense is that in church sometimes, there's people who they think it's selfish to want the blessings of the Lord. They think it, well, no, pastor. They think that they're spiritual because they're, uh, you know, that's the enemy. If you set your heart on pleasing the Lord and following Him, if you set your mind on obeying him. You can't stop him from blessing you. You can't stop him. I don't care how confident you are, how prideful you are, how self-assured you are. If you violate God's laws, I don't care how sneaky you are, how motivated you are. When you violate God's laws, those curses, they come upon you too. It may take a little while. People may not see it right away, but I promise you, they're coming for you. It's coming for you. I don't care how fast you are, how smart you are. You can't outrun the curses of God. 
You can't get away from them. When God's against you, when you set your heart against him, you can't get away from the consequences of your sin and of your rebellion, of your disobedience. But the same is true of his blessings. Deuteronomy chapter 20, I want you to hear it again. If you fully obey the Lord your God, carefully follow all his commands I give you today. All the mess ups they had done in the past, it was a new day of covenant renewal. From today on, from this moment on, Israel, if you listen, God's going to bless you. Lighthouse Assembly of God, I don't care what mistakes you've made in the past. I don't care the times that you've missed it or fallen short in the past. The word of the Lord for you today is if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you. They'll overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flock. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and you will be blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction. But what are they going to do? They're going to flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and everything you put your hand to. The Lord will bless you in the land that he is giving to you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the people in New Holland and East Earl, all the people where you work, all the people in your family, all your old friends where you used to go, will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. They'll fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, and the land he swore to your forefathers to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land and season and to bless all the work of your hands. You'll lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. There's that word again. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, then you'll always be, you'll always be on the top. You don't ever have to be on the bottom again. Never at the bottom. But do not turn away from any of the commands I give you today to the right or the left, following other gods 
and serving them. Now, would you raise your hands to the Lord today? Lord, today we receive the word of God that we have heard from you. We believe your word. We take you at your word. Did that promise that you made to Abraham, that promise you made to Israel, that same promise belongs to us who are in Christ Jesus, a better covenant. I thank you, Father, that your desire is that we fully obey and fully listen and fully follow you with everything that we have. We recognize that, God, in the past, there's been times where we've taken sabbaticals from obeying you. There's been times in which we've gone our own way. There's been times in which we've been stubborn. And for that, we repent of those times. And we set our hearts on pleasing you, obeying you fully. As a result, I declare over my friends that the blessing of the Lord, which maketh rich and addeth no sorrow, will follow them. It's not like the lottery, Lord. It's not like the lottery where people end up killing themselves and ruining their families. The blessing of the Lord, the word says, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow, will follow us. You'll bless us when we come in and you'll bless us when we go out. You'll bless our children. You'll bless our grandchildren. You'll bless generations to come. You'll bless the fruit of our labors, Lord. You will bless our hands. You will anoint our lips. You will cause us to be productive for you. And all nations of the earth will be blessed as a result of our obedience to you. I thank you, Lord, that when Abraham heard that promise, it seemed so far away. It seemed so hard. But God, we can look back and see what God has done and he's fulfilled every word to him. And I thank you for the promises that you are speaking into the hearts of men. You are breathing into their lives right now. You're breathing promises to them. I thank you that your promises are yes and amen. They're true. So Father, we receive them right now with joy in our hearts. We receive your promises and we desire and we choose to walk in obedience and surrender to you. Lord, we glorify you. We praise your name. Now, Father, I pray that the people would truly, fully obey you. And as a result, I pray that all nations of the earth would be blessed through them. And we give you praise and thanks for that. Thank you that you are doing something in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits. You're birthing something inside of people that they know you're not going to be on the bottom. You're not going to be on the bottom anymore, my friend. God's going to lift you up. And friends, in your lives, places where we've been in the bottom, where we've been down before, I thank you that you are lifting us up as we surrender and humble ourselves before you. Now be glorified, I pray. I pray that faith would arise in people's hearts, and I pray that victory would be theirs in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen.